Welcome back to That's the Tea. I'm RJ. And I'm Ryan. And we're here bringing you football news in the most digestible way possible. Today, today, we don't really have much structure. We kind of do, but we have some off-season topics that we wanted to talk to you about and a new segment on our show, which we are going to call it Reading the Tea Leaves, which are yes. pretty much news headliners that we think are very important. Well, we'll, we'll gauge how important they really are. But yeah, we have a couple of headliners that we want to talk about. We'll rate them, see how important they are to you, whether or not you should dig into it or not, or whatnot. And yeah, I'm excited about this. This is pretty cool, right, Ryan? I'm excited. It's the first episode where we're actually just like freestyling, talking about off-season news. And I'm sure you guys heard of these storylines, but we're just going to elaborate on it a little bit and give our own takes on it. Exactly. And Ryan, take it away. Ah. Do you want to talk about the first point that we wanted to talk about? Yes, Tim Tebow. And I'm super excited to talk about this one is because the last time I remember seeing him play was some playoff game against, no, not playoff, just the last game against the Raiders. He came in overtime and torched the Raiders. So <laughs> I'm excited to talk about this. He's a believer of God and with God's guidance and direction, he is now uh, on the Jacksonville Jaguar. <laughs> There's really not much to this. I think it's just the story behind it gets a little weird. Yes, and most notably because you said the last time you remember him, he was torching the Raiders, but he won't be doing that in Jacksonville unless you're yeah, really torching you in <laughs> terms of burning your linebackers because he's not playing quarterback anymore. Mm. He is playing tight end. He last played on the Eagles after stints with the Broncos, Jets, Patriots, and Eagles, but the, this is the first time he's doing tight end, like you said. What do you think, though? Do, do you, okay, do you even think he'll take a snap for Jacksonville? <laughs> Okay, so so this is one like, okay, during this segment, we will rate this from one to 10 with one being like, you know, the tea is not that hot and 10 being yeah. like the 10, like the tea is it, really it's hot. It's boiling. It's boiling. This is like a one or a two. Like, is Tim Tebow even going to make the roster? Like, like okay. And I don't think so. I really don't think so. That's what I thought at first too. I feel like everyone wants to think that Tim Tebow won't make it, but I looked at their depth chart. You, 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 want, you want me to read you the names? Read me the depth chart. All right. Chris Manhurts, James O'Shaughnessy, Luke Farrell, Tim Tebow. In that order. Do you know of Chris Manhurts? No. Okay. Because, hear this. He's the number one tight end on their roster, six seasons in the, in the NFL, 12 career receptions. Okay. 142 yards, one touchdown. He's Have you heard of James? Yes, he's a blocking. But why is he number one? <laughs> James O'Shaughnessy. Heard of that guy? I rem- I know him. I know him. Okay. Okay. Do you want to know his stats though? Let me know. Read them to me. Six seasons in the NFL as well. So he's just as experienced and just as good as Manhurts. 88 career receptions, but in 2020, 28 receptions, 262 yards, zero TDs. And Luke Farrell. Round five rookie out of Ohio State. I don't think Tim Tebow has competition, dude. So you think... Unless he cannot catch a ball. Do you think... Okay, <laughs> here, here's here's the really crazy part. Because, you know, we're pooping on Tim Tebow. He can't make it. You're he, pooping he, on Tim Tebow. I am pooping on Tim Tebow. <laughs> the only thing holding me back is this guy who plays for Washington, and his name is Logan Thomas. Because <laughs> he was a quarterback for Arizona. Converted him to tight end, and now Tim Tebow thought that he can do the same. But Logan Thomas is not bad. He still has that's a career in the NFL as a tight end, and and that's why I'm like I'm like a little hesitant. Like hmm, Tim Tebow could be something, but I mean, 
I think it's just for show. I really I think it's for show. I, I don't think he's going to make the roster. I really but don't. What show are they putting on is what I'm saying. They let him try out. Florida I mean, Man show? Can, like, what's going on? They can drop this man super quick. Like, they can. They can. And that's, like, the whole point. Like, they're literally, they're literally, they signed Tim Tebow because of the depth chart issues. But I don't think he's going to be good enough to actually make the starting the starting roster. I feel that. I feel Luke Farrell, the, the, the round five rookie, they can't give up to. on him. Exactly. He has to make the roster. So it's the other two guys that could be out. Because I, I, I'm going to assume they're going to hold just a normal amount of tight ends, three max. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the situation, though, of him getting here, did you hear about it? It was kind of weird, too. Go for it. So apparently, somehow, the Jags gave him a little tryout. Urban Meyer was not there. Mm-hmm. They said the guy was really athletic and looked like he was 18 or something like that. And then gave him some homework, you know, went home, told him to work on a few things, came back, did it in front of Urban Meyer. And then he was wowed, you know, so that that's how he got here. I mean, I wish I got that chance. You know, I'm going to bump this up to a four. <laughs> okay, I'm there you go. Just because it's Jacksonville. Just because Jacksonville, you talk about the lineup, you talk about how he impressed. There's Logan Thomas and then just when you said impressed, the, I don't know why. They impressed the scouts, I think. Tim Tebow, like his body structure and how he'll play <laughs> tight end, just reminded me of what Rob Gronkowski was this year. Which is, which is not bad. Chunky man who just Chunky looks weird man. on the field, but he caught yes. the ball. You get what I'm saying? Wasn't the fastest, didn't have mm-hmm. wheels, but he was a serviceable tight end. Did you see the one passing play that Tim Tebow had in the NFL? thus far he was like running out it looked like i think it was like either a screen or something a wheel route to the left he didn't even look back for the ball and then the ball hit him or went sailed it 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 was bad basically so i don't know all right i'm giving it a four out of ten i i think it's too early to really figure out whether or not tim tebow will make this roster i'm going to take back what i just said two minutes ago but yeah what do you think I'll go, I'll, go, I'll go with a four, maybe a three. I mean, it's only spicier. I mean, hotter. The, the tea's hotter. If if you bet on this, if because you make a lot of money, I think the odds are pretty good in your favor if you bet if Tim Tebow will take a snap. Because I think the analysts or like the bet, the odd makers do not believe he's going to take a snap. So, I think he can make quick cash, yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Next up, uh, Kelvin Benjamin. Kelvin Benjamin. My favorite favorite line of kelvin benjamin this is back when he played for the bills do you know do you know what booger mcfarland said uh, I, i'll give you the honor of saying it but yeah kelvin benjamin is a popeye's biscuit away from mm-hmm. playing tight end he said on live television live television i'm pretty sure this was monday night football so yeah because booger mcfarland is only on monday night football you know they um, actually got rid of him yeah they did sadly Oh, he was, well, he was, <laughs> he was something else, but like, else. <laughs> I liked it. Um, the reason why we're talking about Calvin Benjamin is because he recently signed with the team. He recently signed with the New York Giants. And again, it's another position swap. Apparently, everyone thinks they can play tight end because Calvin Benjamin is no longer a wide receiver. He is lining up at tight end and he's competing alongside what? Um, Ingram and Rudolph. And Caden Smith and Levine Toilolo. 
Oh, Levine Toy Lolo. From the Niners. From the Niners. Wow, that's some steep competition down there. Wow. Give us an inside scoop on Toy Lolo. There's a reason why he's not for the he's not playing for the Niners anymore. Got it. All right. <laughs> so the competition is less. I think he can beat out Caden Smith, maybe. And then he could be a, a, a third third string tight end for them. I think he's literally a backup in case Ingram and Kyle Rudolph get injured, but that's pretty much it. He's not a burner either. He's not a burner either. Doesn't have the wheels. Uh, he ate the Popeye's biscuit apparently because he's not now a tight end. He's a tight end yeah. <laughs> he's like a less I, explosive Kenny Galladay. And bigger. And oh bigger. yeah, yeah, because less explosive. Yeah. So what's up with Kelvin Benjamin though? Because I know like he. Cam, he has something with Cam Newen. There was like a video, remember? Mm-hmm. Him and Cam Newen. Or Cam Newen was basically bullying him. Mm-hmm. He was just taking it. <laughs> and what, what's up with Calvin Benjamin? Do you know? I think, I don't want to call him personality issues, but I think he just got too big. Like, he like, I don't think he... But if you really think about it, 6'5", 245, it is big, but it's not like big, big. You know what I mean? It's not like big, big, but like one, he's definitely not burning people now. And yeah. two, he can barely, he, I think the, I think the problem is like, I want to say his weight is bringing him down, but like, he's not winning like the contested catches anymore. And that was his bread and butter. That is true. And if you think about it, 245, I think Darren Waller is a little bit heavier, but when you put him side by side, Darren Waller is slimmer and more muscular at two, at heavier than 245. Kelvin Benjamin, did you see a photo? He was just a thick boy. Yeah, he's like big. Like maybe he just can't stay on the field. Like he just gets cast. Mm, interesting. But, okay. Well, I mean, I got nothing else for Kelvin Benjamin. I think this T is even less hot than Tim Tebow because there's mm-hmm. no betting lines on this from that I know of. So, I mean, I guess no one really cares about Kelvin, Kelvin Benjamin going to the Giants. So, I mean, this is probably a solid one. It's a one, two maximum, unless yeah. we hear of like an injury of some sorts. Like this is even relevant in fantasy. Don't touch Kelvin Benjamin. Don't touch Evan Ingram. I'll be real with you. I yeah. just don't think that this is a good offense for fantasy unless you're drafting Saquon Barkley. But yeah, two out of 10 for Kelvin Benjamin for me. Moving on All right. to Sean Watson. Take it away, Ryan. I think the T here, the T level was at a 10 a few months ago. Now it's, I think it died down. People are starting to forget about it. So it's probably going down to a seven, but I still think it's like pretty up there. What do you think? I think this was definitely a 10 earlier. It was an 11. Oh, there you go. There you have it. It was when the numbers kept going up. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) When more people started coming in and was like yeah yeah he did it it was yeah it was pretty crazy i know people are like talking about it now he didn't show up to otas i think um which is understandable obviously because he's going through other stuff do you think he's gonna start week one on any team let's just talk about this situation i feel like i mean roger goodell is not doing anything about it Mm -hmm. and they have to at some point Mm -hmm. so i don't think he'll start week one and if he does start week one, then I feel like Roger Goodell is just going to get even more booze now at the next NFL draft because it's obviously, I think, nepotism at this point if Deshaun Watson gets to start week one. I agree. I Unless it's just crazy. I don't think this guy's going to – I don't even think he's going to be under center at all. 
next season for the rest of it. Oh, just for next season. I think so. I think yeah, just because for next season. I read that his case won't be unresolved until after the 2021 season because apparently I learned some new words. Deposed is when you, you know, give your evidence. Uh-huh. So the, the, the female accusers that accused him of whatever they said he did, they won't give their verbal evidence until September. Deshaun Watson can't give his verbal evidence until February 22nd of 2022. So this is not getting uh-huh. resolved anytime soon. So he can win a Super Bowl and still. <laughs> yes, if if well, technically, because, you know, innocent until proven guilty, if you want to go by that, then sure. Yes, he can win a Super Bowl, but I don't know which team. Wow. Wow. My question to you, if you were a team that just needed a quarterback, i.e. the Niners, would you trade for Deshaun Watson to use him for one year if he was eligible to play for this year? There's a reason why we got Trey Lance over Deshaun Watson. Okay. Okay. If you didn't have Trey Lance, would you do it? No, I would look long term. I don't regret. I don't regret the, the. In any, I feel like in any team perspective, I feel like with Deshaun Watson's case, I mean, you bet the farm that this guy wins you a Super Bowl for one year and then that's it. But I think you're not really betting the whole farm because they can't charge that much anymore. Well, because the Texans. Gonna, how much are you going to give up for Deshaun Watson, though? I don't know because the, the Texans declined to trade him and then now it works in their favor because no team wants to trade for him. So they got what they wanted essentially to keep Deshaun in Houston. But I feel like you can't, how, how, how I would give them like a third rounder for Deshaun for one year. If you have a team already and you just need a quarterback and you believe Deshaun can do it, a third rounder for a chance of winning the Super Bowl does not sound bad. See, a third rounder doesn't sound bad, but the problem is the Texans want to rebuild. You, you said it perfectly. They want to keep Deshaun Watson. They think he's their future. As stupid as it sounds when I, when I say it, <laughs> they still believe that Deshaun Watson's their quarterback, even though everyone, everyone and their moms know that Deshaun Watson's not going to be the Texas quarterback. Yeah, because he, he, he doesn't want to play there. He does not want to play And this is like issue, legal issues aside. Exactly, exactly. So if the Texans were to trade Deshaun Watson, a rebuilding team, they can't just get a third rounder. They need more. Everyone knows how talented Sean Watson is. Even if it's just for one year, they would want at least, I would say, a second rounder and more or a first rounder. I, I, I see where you're coming from now. So it, they'll probably end up, he'll probably end up staying with the Texans then because they cannot find a trade partner. Exactly. Or to give I up think, as much as they want. Exactly. I think teams are thinking like you. That they want a third round pick. Like, hey, a third round pick is only for one year. It's literally a rental. Mm-hmm. But the Texans are looking long term. Um, I feel that. So, with that being said, yeah, I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give this a seven. I feel like it's gonna heat up eventually. It's just kind of simmering. It's at a simmer right now. So, I mean, seven. what do you think about the situation though? Do, like, do you think he's an innocent man or like? I don't want to say none. It's not my. Yeah, it's it's all my business. Uh, It's not your tea. But the thing is, I I just want to make a quick comment on this. I'm just confused about the situation because it's kind of like I I thought about this when I when when I was doing research about this topic, but it was kind of like, did he did the Texans not provide him any like therapy sessions or like or what physical therapy sessions from like team certified people or like just go to the facility and do it or something I, the whole situation is just a little sus to me 
I mean, this is also the same organization that had Will Fuller be charged with pegs, performance enhancing drugs. <laughs> and of course, the strength and conditioning coach is Brian Cushing, who was accused of pegs throughout his whole NFL career. Mm-hmm. It said that it was just some syndrome in which he bulks up. <sighs> it's, a, it's a messed up organization. I'm sorry. Um, it is really messed up. Yeah. All right. there's nothing else that that's yeah there's nothing else i said what i needed to say i'm still confused on the situation yeah i i I really just want answers from right or wrong i just want answers from deshaun to understand his perspective on all of this Mm -hmm. i agree with you i agree with you um but yeah now another quarterback though um as we continue this segment i want to know if if this tea's hotter or not it's a ron I don't think this T is that hot because I don't think any team's going to trade for him. Really? I mean, think about it like this. Devontae Adams says he wants to reconsider his future if the Packers were to move on from Aaron Rodgers. So if they move on from Aaron Rodgers, I mean, they might lose Devontae Adams while they're at it. Not a good move because now you throw Jordan Love in with no one to throw to. So it's kind of like weird. And then Aaron Rodgers says, I mean, he gave a list of teams of where he wants to go as if those teams want him back and the Packers will deal him to those teams. Because I don't think they want to deal him either. I think this is like a Houston Texans problem. He wants to go to Denver or Vegas. But uh, as the official spokesperson for the Las Vegas Raiders, I will gladly decline that on behalf of John Gruden and Mike Mayock. We appreciate his interest for playing for uh, our team, but uh, we have our man, Derek Carr. Would you give up Carr? No, no, no. Rugs. Stop. No, no. It's already a no, dude. First round pick (laughs) for Aaron Rodgers. You would say no? No, unless, uh, unless the Packers are willing to give Aaron Rodgers to us for just the first rounder. I don't want it. Wow. Okay, think about it like this. This is a rental, but this is like a two-year rental instead. Instead of being a one-year rental, it's a two to three-year rental on the down on, on the downfall. You're you're renting a car that has like potential to have broken axles within the next one year, you know? Tires might pop. T- tires are a little used, okay? I don't want to say it to the point where it might pop, but you know, not that much uh, thread on it or, or tread or whatever they call it, you know. But this car has won the, the Kentucky Derby like twice. Yeah, this car also is a celebrity, a host of Jeopardy. Yeah. I mean, it, it it has the clout, but I don't know if how, how long it'll work. I mean, I, I said that about Tom Brady. Well, Tom Brady's different. I mean, Aaron Rodgers can still move. Huh? Aaron Rodgers can still move. Aaron Rodgers... Uh, he- Okay. He bounces in the pocket more. He's still more athletic, in my opinion, than Tom Brady. I think he's still got a couple more years left. Yeah, but he he also has these stints where we talked about last week where, you know, the typical thing is like, you know, he throws to Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams gets like 400 yards one game. Next game, nowhere to be found. They kind of just lose a little bit. He gets mad at the organization. Next game, he throws to some random third-string wide receiver, gets him three touchdowns all of a sudden. And then, you know, people pick him up in fantasy, disappears next week, Devontae Adams comes back, and then he makes up with the team again. Oh, it's okay. It's nothing. And then week seven, I don't want to get into his personal life, but then there's a rumor on week seven about how, you know, 
he has family issues now <laughs> or he or he breaks up with Danica Patrick you know he I feel like he comes with a lot more than Tom Brady I like Aaron Rodgers though don't get me wrong like I I would love to have him but for a first rounder I like Carr too much I agree with you on this one um do I think he will be dealt I personally think no um I do think maybe a team would bite, but I mean, I think as of right now, it's kind of at a four or five for me. I wouldn't be surprised if news came out that he got traded. I'd be like, oh man, like I would probably screenshot and send it to you. Like every big breaking news things I see, but outside of that, I wouldn't be like, oh, like I wouldn't be super surprised. But it would, yeah, it wouldn't be so big to the point where it changes the course of our day. So I'll give it a five. But the one thing left I have to say about this is how come Denver doesn't want this guy? They believe in Drew Locke. Or t- okay, all right. And Teddy sure. well, we'll we'll leave it as that then. <laughs> okay, you you got Aaron Rodgers wanting to play for you, and you're like, no, we got Drew Locke. Right, yeah, exactly. Okay, it, okay. it, it doesn't make sense. It, anyways, anyways. Um, for the last topic. Yes, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back. Just real go quick. back, go back for Aaron Rodgers. If you're Denver, what do you give? What what, what would the trade be? Drew Locke. That's what that, you know. If in Madden, you're still in red, bro. You're still in red. <laughs> <laughs> they want more. They're not satisfied. They're not yet. satisfied. Uh, okay, you give them the option of Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke mm-hmm. to you know compete with, I guess, what Blake Portals for the backup job. Uh huh. <laughs> and then uh... Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton. That that would be a good. You don't want to give away Jerry Judy, but you give him a receiver. Yes. Um, okay, so that's two players, and you got to give at least one first rounder mm-hmm. next year. So that's mm-hmm. what first rounder Sutton and a quarterback. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they'd rather take Bridgewater over Drew Locke. Mm-hmm. But if they were, if they just signed Blake Bortles, there's a good chance you know they're not thinking straight either, and they'll probably just be like, "I'll take Drew Locke." Mm-hmm. The discount <laughs> He's on his the rookie discount. deal. And I don't know what else. Do the Packers need because the problem is is you cannot give away too many offensive skill players or Aaron Rodgers is going to find himself hating the Broncos again for the same exact reasons why he hated mm-hmm. the Packers. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? I would give away Von Miller. I was going to say yeah, Von Miller. That was yeah. that was a good one. On the tail end of his career, why not? Why not? You, you exactly. already have Bradley Chubb and Von Miller cost a lot of money. Why not? Yeah. Do the do the Packers still have? Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith? I think so. Or do they or they lost one? Let me check Preston Smith. I think Preston Smith, he's still in the Green Bay Packers. You know, Zadarius Smith is still on the Green Bay Packers. And you put in Von Miller, and then there you go. You have a either a healthy rotation or one of them can be expendable. I like healthy rotation, in my opinion. That would be there. You go, but it'll be a costly rotation, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, imagine paying Von Miller what like 20 plus a year or around the range of 20 for him to be a rotational player. Oh, living the life, living the life. Yeah, um, all right. Last topic of uh, reading the tea leaves then is uh, Julio Jones. Julio, so just a precursor here. I thought when I saw Julio Jones on the notes sheet. For all you listeners, I thought it was just about his trade, but apparently there's more tea to this that I do not know about. So I, I guess I can talk about I, I can start talking about the trade stuff if you don't mind. Um, I will I will 
I feel like the story has to go first. Just go for so, it. So do you know why the trade rumors came to life? No, because the, the weird thing is I thought the trade rumors already came to life for what? Almost like a few weeks now, but then yes. it just got like solidified this week. Yes. Do you know why? Do you know? Why? I, I, I do not know why. I'm a horrible football fan. I apologize. You, no, it's okay. Because this is this is a weird, weird story. Do you know Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless's show? Yeah, yeah. Undisputed. Undisputed. Yeah. So on the show. <laughs> I love Skip Bayless. I love Skip Bayless. <laughs> Skip Bayless is like our mascot. Anyways, anyways, I don't want him to sue us. We're still small. Please, we don't have money. Anyways, um. I said I like you, so there's oh. no way he no oh. no we bad blood for name. me. We dropped his name though. You get what I'm saying? Like, oh, you're name. sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. We got a censor that. I'm kidding, but so Shannon Sharp, this is live on television. He called up Julio Jones mm-hmm. on like like literally live television. Show, yeah, live television, and he oh, no. asked him like, "Hey, like, what are your thoughts on Atlanta?" He's like, "Yeah, bro, I'm uh, like, yeah," because he called him uncle. Like, "Oh, it's so your uncle Shannon." He was like, "Not nah, yeah, Unc, I'm out. Oh, so like, I want out." And he so didn't was know Julio he, Jones. Oh, go finish. I, I think I think you're just gonna say it. He Julio Jones didn't know he was on live television when he. Yeah. Oh, oof. he doesn't know he was on the hot mic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And that was the problem with the whole thing. Imagine if this guy just started cursing because he thought that he was, you know, on a private phone call. But no, he was on a live television on ESPN. Yeah, like, yeah, that, and then that's that's when it became solidified, because you know the statement when he's like, oh, "Yeah, God. I'm out," came without him knowing that everyone else knew. Okay, so is who? Sorry, I was gonna say Julio Jones because yeah. how we say his name sometimes. But does Julio Jones is he mad at Shannon Sharp at all, or like is this no a joke idea. now, or because like how, how do you trust Shannon Sharp now? There's no update on that. Yeah. From now on, you only speak or you only pick up the phone from Shannon Sharp if it's a FaceTime call. So you know exactly <laughs> where he is. If he's on, if it's a mobile phone call, you decline it. <laughs> I love that. I know, bruh. That's yeah. Oof. Okay, um... okay. Well, that's a good story. <laughs> yeah. Did you want to talk about the trade though? The trades. Uh I mean to get the factual stuff out really quick. We're probably he'll probably be traded after June first because the cap hit will only be around fifteen mil instead of twenty three million. This is because uh, his deal was front loaded and the Falcons only have three hundred sixty thousand dollars in cap space, so they're just being smart with their money. So the T lies at uh, his destination. Where does he go? And I feel like. Everyone's agreeing, analysts are agreeing that he does not deserve a first rounder anymore. No. So there he's going for I, I see places letting him go for a second. A second and maybe a player or a second and a third. Meaning that the price is pretty cheap. So where does he go? People are saying um New England, I don't see it. Um, no, I don't see it. People are saying I heard Philly, I don't see it. Cause I think what was it maybe ESPN or something they gave they wrote an article basically saying which teams actually have the cap space for Julio Jones and I think the Niners were one of them the Chargers were one of them and there was like two more teams that I forgot but basically unless other teams do like a huge reshuffling of their accounting books uh they can't just take his deal right away 
I'd or give, his contract. Yeah, <clears throat> I'd give Jimmy and a and a fourth. Who? You give really? Yeah. Why do they want Jimmy? Matt Ryan's done. He is not done. He's about to start for them this upcoming season, and they're okay with that. Are they though? Are are they are they okay with that though? What's what's wrong with Matt Ryan? I feel like he's almost the same type of player as Jimmy G. Yeah, but has he just been, older? Has or, he been playing like Jimmy G? Well, has Jimmy G? You know, is he even playing? <laughs> you know, true, true. But I mean, I mean, when you, at least, at least, I think he at least give you better numbers. Okay, I'll Younger, give you that. Long term, you, you have you have more options. I mean, Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan's one sack away from being broken. I mean, it's not bad either if you think about it, because now if Jimmy G goes on the Falcons, he doesn't have George Kittle, but now he has Kyle Pitts and Calvin Ridley. And Calvin, okay, so it's not bad of a situation for him. And the running back situation, I feel, is almost the same with the Niners. Exactly. Eh, so, not bad. But but uh, Jimmy G in a fourth? Okay, I mean, I guess, I guess. Yeah. Do you know, do you know what's my favorite part that people are drawing comparisons to? What? New England traded a second-round pick to Atlanta for a wide receiver. Do you know who it was? Mohamed Sanu. Mohamed Sanu. Just to know that two years later... You can trade a second round pick for, for Julio Jones. For Julio Jones, <laughs> who's a far better player, because this guy is about to be like football, pro football hall of fame. Yeah, the Patriots got fleeced. What did they see in Mohamed Sanu? A gadget player that can also throw the ball. Oh, okay. So he was like a like either a more refined or younger version of Julian Edelman. Oh, I see, I see. They just love those types of players. But but that's your pitch for the, the Falcons, uh, for the Raiders. We'll just give you a second. Much better value than a fourth and a washed-up quarterback that gets injured. Yeah, that's very Go out good. there, use the second, knock yourself out in the 2022 draft. Find, find whoever you want, you know? I got you. I think it's hard for the Niners because they don't have their first anymore. So it's harder, it's harder to give up their second. Which is... F- fine because you do have other pieces that are expendable like jimmy g like you said exactly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so that was that was like the comparison i think julio jones right now is at eight in terms of how hot i think it's an eight. Oh yeah to, to see where he'll go yeah i'll give him more like a seven we'll see what not, he'll not, not feeling the full eight for this one a seven's good that's totally fine but yeah um that's reading the tea leaves in terms of off-season topics right now we will briefly talk about some injury updates um Everyone's been pretty much listening to Juwan James. He got hurt, wasn't like officially out of practice. So he pretty much got what released. He got cut. I mean, the Raiders just cut some O linemen for uh, off the off the facility injury too. So I feel like a lot of players are doing that. Happens all the time. Um, other two players that are very notable is Dak Prescott and Joe Burrow. They were they were seen at OTAs. Apparently, mm-hmm. according to ESPN, Prescott didn't take part in full team drills, but he was there, and then that's good. <laughs> okay, okay. That and it says you said here, Burrow. All systems go according to ESPN. That's so both crazy. quarterbacks are on track to start Week One. Draft him in fantasy. Here's my thing, though. Who do you think will play more like Carson Wentz after their torn ACL? Dak <laughs> Prescott or Joe Burrow? Oh God, dude. I think the problem is, is that you have to. We have to quickly look at the situation. Who does Dak Prescott have? He has way more weapons. 
but Joe Burrow does not have nearly as many weapons. So if I had to choose, it would be Burrow. I agree with you. He also doesn't have an offensive line. So that's why I think he doesn't have a heat. I mean, Joe Mixon versus Zeke. I mean, Zeke's better than Joe Mixon. That too. Yeah. Just, you're right. In every, in every aspect. So yeah. The last player I want to talk to you about is Jeff Wilson Jr. Your he, Jeff Wilson Jr., right? Yes. My Je- Jeff Wilson Jr. Yes. Recently <laughs> underwent knee surgery for Perry, torn meniscus, expected to be sidelined four to six months. Now, the only reason why I bring this up is because you're, you were talking this guy up. I'm surprised you're not as excited. Trey Sermon's going to move up the depth chart. Yeah, yeah. I, I told you. I told you last week. I, I had no clue about son of Jeff Wilson Sr., Jeff Wilson Jr. and his injury at that time. I don't think any of us knew, but yeah, I Trey Sermon could move up. In terms of fantasy, I dropped him as a flex because I don't think Jeff Wilson Jr. is getting his job back. He's not getting the job back, and you know what San Francisco likes to do. They like to ride that hot hand splitting carries BS that mm-hmm. fantasy owners hate. In real life, perfect situation you don't put mileage on the guy but in fantasy it drives you insane it really does but yeah um just fantasy relevance here again jeff wilson jr i hope you can recover well take care i mean it sucks especially when you get hurt during otas especially mm-hmm. all i'm gonna say is that at least it's not the acl but four to six months he'll be back four months okay september to november time frame Okay, yeah. Trace, okay, yeah. It's not like a sermon season. That's what I hear. Sermon season. Um, (laughs) But yeah, and the last thing we wanted to talk about is a little debate topic that we had that we thought of, and it's the Kansas City offensive line. And the question is, how good is the Kansas City offensive line, given their full rebuild for an offensive line, which I haven't seen recently? And the second question is, how good will CEH be next year? Okay, uh, my my answer to your question is, first of all, very good offensive line. CEH, eh, you, okay. you can draft better players. But we can talk about the offensive line. Uh, you said you didn't know who was on the offensive line? I was going to ask, so my, my follow-up question is, did they get better, worse, or stay the same? I think offensive line. they at least stayed the same, wow. if not better. Because they have Orlando Brown Jr., this is in the order from left to right of the mm-hmm. line. And then Joe, Joe Thune, mm-hmm. Austin Blythe, with Creed Humphrey backing him up, which is that's their second round rookie from Oklahoma. And then you have the doctor, Laurent Duvernay Tardif, mm-hmm. and then Mike Remmers, who was also on the team last year. So I think this team, oh, the guy backing up the doctor is Kyle Long, too who they also signed about how long. Wow. Yeah. So basically their O-line I think is pretty stacked. So they have a decent O-line again. You won't see Pat Mahomes running around like crazy anymore. Like you did in the Super Bowl, which every other quarterback experiences in every game, like just watch Russell Wilson. Mm -hmm. That's fair. Okay. I think this is where we will agree on this debate topic. I think Kansas City's offensive line improved. Um, Okay. Yeah. Especially given the fact that both their tackles were injured and you don't know what you're getting out of them. Now, apparently Indianapolis knows what they're getting because Eric Fisher signed a, a one-year, like, was it like eight, a nine? nine it's like an eight like or nine million dollar contract. Yeah. So they know. They know what they're getting. I mean. They're happy. They're happy. Hell if I know what happened to him and if he can still play to the level that he did. But, I mean, good to him. He made bank. But um, with Kansas City, you know what you're getting. Yeah. That's why they signed him to those big deals. That's why they traded for Orlando Brown, Joe Thune, 
stuff like that. Kyle Long, like who I totally forgot about till now. Um, so I think their offensive line is good. I think it's actually really good. I they think have depth good. too. They have depth, exactly. Which a lot of teams do not have. Do not have, exactly. Um, I think they're a top 10 offensive line. Now the juicy part is how good will CEH be next year? And to be honest, you said, eh, I'm slightly optimistic Why? when you're looking at other second year running backs. I really, I, I don't, I don't know if DeAndre Swift will have a better year than CEH. No, 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 no. A CEH over DeAndre, DeAndre Swift. That, 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 that touchdown drop pass in the end zone scarred me. Even now, even after he won the starting job and he looked really good, you know, you don't believe in him. I have other guys ranked ahead of DeAndre Swift. Like? Jonathan Taylor, Cam Akers. I had J.K. Dobbins last year, so I'll, I'll go with J.K. Dobbins again. Mm-hmm. Do you think, so, you're ranking those three players higher than CEH, which is totally understandable. But do you think that this new offensive line, CEH having a full year under Andy Reid's system, he can at least close the gap between those top three second-year running backs? Like he definitely can afford, but is I, he closer? I think he's definitely closer, but the problem is, is Casey's offense and how it operates. Cause I feel like that's why it's not a knock on CEH. He might even be better than Dobbins and Cam Akers. Who knows? But the thing is, I don't think he has the target share and the opportunities in that offense. There's too many mouths to feed. But Damien Williams was able to feast. Damien Williams torched us in the Super Bowl. They also like Daryl Williams and they have your, your own Jarek McKinnon, speedster. <laughs> you bring up and, but, but if you think about it, because the thing is, they hand the ball off to McCole Hardman. They hand it off to Tyreek Hill. They throw it to them. They throw it to Kelsey. Uh, Kelsey throws it to Mahomes. Kelsey throws it to Mahomes. <laughs> Mahomes slings it like 30 plus times a game. So it's kind of like, I feel like there's too many mouths to feed for you to be able to fully trust CEH as you're like, what, RB1? What, which, which was what people were, were drafting him as last year. It, it's way too risky. But RB2, would you trust him as an RB2 this year? A little more comfortable, but I would. I think the best spot where you can sleep at night, I don't know if you guys can get him here, but as a flex. Wow. CH as a flex, you, you'll be able to sleep every night, sleep like a baby. But the problem is, is that I, I, don't, I don't know if you can get him okay. as a flex because someone else will draft him as an RB2. Okay. 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 Let, let's let's hypothetical really quickly. Yeah. You pick two. Your your second pick in the draft, <laughs> right? You get so Saquon Barkley. Sure. Let's say you get Saquon Barkley at two. CM CMC's off number one still. You get you get a top tier running back. Maybe like Henry. I don't really care. On the turnaround, you get another running back. You get like Joe Mixon. You get John. Okay, so Taylor. I got I got I got Henry, two running Henry. backs, right? Okay. Okay. And then you also get Mike Evans. Uh, okay okay turn around and now it's been a while right so the top top wide receivers are gone top running backs are gone you have two running backs and a wide receiver are you drafting ceh here round four no because you know you you know what you do here draft the tight end like we said last episode you cannot skimp out on the tight ends because the drop off is way too much like how you think, Ryan. So you have to secure that tight end spot first. And then in the fifth round, if CEH is there, then yeah, you pull the trigger. Why not? You pull the trigger. And you're you're comfortable picking CEH as your third running back in the flex spot over having a second wide receiver. Yes. 
after what we saw last year with rookie wide receivers going like late in the draft and just blowing up, I think this is this this is the move you make. You make this dice roll and you win your league. Because you you have Mike Evans as your WR1, so your wide receiver two, go find your next Justin Jefferson. You know, try to find him, and then you will literally have a winning team. Would you be okay with him? Or, you know, don't don't even find your next Justin Jefferson. Find your next Stephon Diggs. Yeah, Stephon Diggs. You don't even need a rookie wide receiver. Yeah, and just find someone could be. I mean, Henry Ruggs could blow up. You never know. Would you be comfortable with Marvin Jones as your wide receiver? No. (laughs) Stop. Huh? Okay, no, I'm, I'm, I'm no knock on Marvin Jones, but I, I, I just never had him in fantasy. And I don't remember the last time Marvin Jones won someone a game. I, I'm, I, maybe it's just ignorance. I'll do some more research, but as of today, no, would you? No, no I cannot yeah, exactly. Cause you looked up, you looked at me like I was in the wrong when I said <laughs> no, that's why I, I, I defended myself. Just to hear you say no as well. <laughs> I want you to fall into a trap. I'm just kidding, but yeah. <laughs> Dang, okay. So who who would, you know, we should have like a complete episode of, about that. But yeah, that, that was just what I want to talk about. CEH, I agree with you. I think he's like a, I think if you prioritize wide receiver, he's like a wide, he's like a running back two flex option for you. Don't expect anything more than, I think he's going to give you less numbers than Kareem Hunt, to be honest with you, but it'll be, it'll be a good competition. Yeah. I mean, my take is that Jonathan Taylor finished as an RB6 in PPR leagues last year. You take him over CEH. Potentially, you can take Cam Akers and J.K. Dobbins above uh, CEH as well because their respective teams started trusting them more towards the end of the season, and they showed that they can kind of do it. But one point, I guess, before everything else, or last thing I have to say is basically there are way too many split carries in the league now. Yes. Which makes me very uncomfortable because it's Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, mm-hmm. Drake and Josh. Uh, James Robinson and Travis Etienne. Yep. Cam Akers, like we just talked about, and Daryl Henderson. Um, um, who, Aaron who Jones and AJ Dillon. Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon. Uh, you have you have another situation where it's like Cam Akers, J.K. Dobbins again here in Denver, mm-hmm. because that new guy, I forgot De- the name, Javante Williams, Javante Williams, and Melvin Gordon. Uh-huh. I think they're going to start easing him. There's no way he, they're just going to like take away Melvin Gordon's job. Mm-hmm. I mean, we think it, it it should happen. That's what we said last episode. But teams are more hesitant to start a rookie than we are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're not coaches. So we're going to run into that situation. So it's kind of like, I, I don't know. I feel like the drop off for running backs is starting to look like it's pretty bad as well. I agree with you. And maybe I'm going to like, maybe I'm going to like regret these words. I know this is a long episode, but. Jonathan Taylor had fumbling issues last year. He did. The problem he still finished six. Yes. Which is pretty good. The problem is you couldn't bench him. Yeah. You can't. Was, no, because Marlon Mack was injured. But Marlon Mack comes back. My concern is if Jonathan Taylor's fumbling issues continue, you can actually punish him this time. You can, but Marlon Mack isn't much better. I mean, he did look so. It's more of like discipline ago. rather than oh, we, we actually have a better guy than you. It's like you're just gonna get bench and we're gonna try to toy with you. But then, like, what if the carries truly become more split? Like, what if it what if the season starts like 80 20? Well, then we'll all be damned. 
anyone who doesn't have Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, or Zeke will all be damned because you have a running back who's splitting carries as your RB1. True. And then, and if you have that, you probably also don't have a good tight end. <laughs> so, who is on your team at this point? You got Patrick Mahomes. You got the Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill stack. That's why I feel <laughs> the KC stack. But that's why I feel like it's so hard now because um, fantasy, I think, is going to be super hard to draft for now because the drop, like, there's going to be so many drop offs now. Yeah. I think, and this is what I've always preached you got to draft your running backs early this year, yeah, but, especially. But the thing is, it's kind of like, what do you do if you're sitting at the end of round one? It's like you're you're either forced to t- to skip running back, or you address the position, and then you you have to accept that your RB one is going to split carries. Because if you're sitting at the end of round one, at like pick nine and twelve, you're not going to get a Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. I mean, you, you there are situations where like you know there are no like uh, split carries, but I mean you can rely on Le'Veon Bell if you want. You can rely on like. Philip Lindsay, if you want, you know, I don't think those guys have much competition, but you see that there's a drop off in talent there. So good luck to y'all in fantasy. Well, actually, good luck to myself too, because I, I I need to win as well. Yeah. But that's all I had to say. Um, all we got. It was a pretty fun episode. I liked it. Yeah. All right. So to everyone that has made it this far, thank you for listening and may the football gods bless your team with more wins next year. We'll catch you guys in the next week's episode when we also talk about more random off-season news. It's just a little catch-up episode, and that's the tea. And that's the tea. Take care, y'all. Bye.